This is the David James Pot of Awesome. Welcome. Glad you're here. Let's get awesome. Did you know that stroke victims, when they imagine moving the limb that has been affected, it actually stimulates blood flow to the brain tissue that's been damaged and lessens the damage and begins a healing process, minimizing the restriction of movement. They actually see growth and improvement. What is this visualization? It's kind of this voodoo, you know, uh, new world theory of, of uh, improvement, but, you know, is there any science behind it? There's plenty of stories, and, you know, the science I just mentioned, that's kind of backed up. I read that in the Huffington Post, and athletes have been doing this for forever, and there's like a myriad of stories of athletes who will visualize the feat they have to do. They visualize it over and over, jumping higher or running faster, and they get their mind conditioned so well that then they go and they actually do it because of the visualization. It wasn't because they actually got out and jumped and jumped and jumped. But the other fact is that visualizing yourself doing something actually stimulates the same areas of the brain as doing it. And so there's a great magic to, especially if you're already in some action, you're doing something, you're not getting the results, to empowering that, taking it to the next level by visualization. So uh, I wanted to talk about like visualization. How do I do it? What is it good for? Uh, where do we go? Tony Robbins has a great, look it up on YouTube, um, visualization Tony Robbins, and you'll, you'll get to see, it's about a 30 minute video that he's doing with a couple guys. And it's, it's really, it's very interesting and powerful and convincing. And you're, we sit here and go, if I'm, if folks, if you're not doing visualization, you're missing out on the kind of success and achievement that you could be having and you're probably frustrated with. Um, my crazy, I had a crazy experience with visualization and it, maybe it's just a hoax, but because it wasn't a body or anything, it was machines. I was doing a show in Harbin, China um, with a, a production company out of Paris and we were had this stage that was a thrust stage. It came out into the audience and um, we put a curtain up to, you know, hide the whole stage at the beginning of the show. So you, we had about 80 meters worth of curtain length, divided it into four panels, 15 meters tall. And then the idea is that we would do a kabuki drop. So the curtains would, on a cue, they, we'd fire the cue, the curtains would start to drop and then there were four machines up in the grid that had strings that were attached to the curtains and then it would pull them up into the sky and they would magically disappear. It was quite impressive and awesome. Well, on, in showbiz, you know, you have an opening date and they go ahead and sell tickets so you're really locked into this. It drives the business and, and it, it forces everything, you know, into a state of some sort of completion, um, whether it's ready or not, you have a show. And in China, one of the cultural um, 
uniquenesses. <laughs> I was going to say oddities. It's not odd, it, it, but uh, they they will over the course of you know getting ready for any event. They like to you know they'll send a chairman in to check the progress and the, and a, a department head and and these are big wigs that you never see you don't really know, but for the company for the companies involved who know them for the the Chinese, I'm telling you they turn the world upside down, and with no regard for you know the long-term progress everything stops they clean the place like crazy even though they let it get to a horrible state of mess um, but then they clean they clean and they cancel all rehearsals and everything revolves about getting ready for that night well we had brought in a company to set up this uh, kabuki drop the system and we had had just nothing but failure after failure after failure we'd have hundreds of failures in other words you know the curtains would drop successfully but then these machines in the sky which were still kind of a it was a beta it, it, they would fail they would they would drop the curtain completely out of the audience or they would jam up in the machine and the curtain was left hanging right down into the audience and it was really, really a very expensive project, and it was super critical to the start of the show, and it was very embarrassing, and we had the company there, the vendor, they were working on it seven days a week, and we had gone through weeks and weeks of failure, and the, the pressure was definitely mounting, and we'd had many chairmen and seeing these failures, and we're getting close to opening night, and they announced that, you know, the president of you know all the money um, corporation was coming on this particular night and my boss the producer came to me and basically said David you know of of all the nights forever for you I, I don't know what you have to do but this is the one night I'm begging you please make the curtains work and I'm thinking with the it's not me, it's the machines. They're not even my machines, it's this company. And, and you know, like incredible pressure to the point of, you know, insinuating that, you know, if, if it doesn't work tonight, I just, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like my job was on the line. And, and so, you know, the day comes and we still have had nothing but failures. And we're up there, I'm up in the catwalks you know, where we have technicians on each of the motors and we're watching this and, and I'm just so incredibly nervous and discouraged and frustrated. I had to step away from everybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want anyone asking me, how's the curtain going? Or, you know, what are we going to do if or what? And I just stepped back and I, you know, I had 15, 20 minutes before the go of the show and I just started going through this, okay. I started seeing the curtains drop in cue with the music and then the motors start going and they pull them up and they go up past the point of failure. Okay, all the way up. Oh, do it again. And the curtains drop on the cue and then they go up all the way up. Curtains drop all the way up. Curtains drop all the way up. At first, I'm like, okay, this is just hopeless. I, I, I don't know what I'm really trying to accomplish. I'm, you know, relying on these machines. It's, it's not even a human error. It's machines. And 
I just did this so many times, I could feel, like, I, I totally could feel, like, I've seen this so much, I, it could really happen. I don't know, inside of me was a change in confidence. And, and again, it's not my own performance, it's just a situational thing. And sure enough, they announced, okay, the time has come, and we start the music, and I'm just as nervous as can be. We've all got our phones out recording, because we recorded every attempt, so we, everything's documented. And the, the music goes, 25 seconds, the cue fires, the curtains drop, I hear the motors engage, they start to pull the curtains, I'm watching all four, they go, they go up, they go past the point of failure, and they, they all go, every single one of them. And we in the grid just started yelling and jumping. Audience can't hear us because of the music. And oh my goodness, it was the biggest celebration in the planet. I, we just, we came apart. We absolutely came apart. Big hugs, high fives that hurt. It, it was just amazing. It, it's interesting to note. The next day, we, we go back into testing and the final rehearsals for the opening. Failure, 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 failure. Again, another failure, failure, failure. They, they didn't work for another three weeks at least. And, um, you know, immediately this worked. And, I, and then I also stepped back. I took another moment because for me, the show was done. We got through that. Everything else is going to be fine. And, and I gave up just tons of gratitude um, for whatever had just happened. Now... I know, it's just machines. But what is that? What is that visualization? So here we go. Really basic, simple steps because this can apply to anybody, everybody in any situation. If you hate washing the dishes and you know it's your turn, then you can visualize yourself going through the dishes and having a good time. I'm gonna get through this. They're gonna be done, they're gonna be clean. I'm gonna be out of there. And, and you do that enough and you see yourself do it and that changes. If you have a difficult conversation you need to have with your boss or with your partner or with your children or with a friend, you can visualize yourself going through that, visualize how that conversation goes, how you present, all of that. If you have a sales presentation, if you have an, a race that you're running that you're really scared about and you, you're battling an injury, you can visualize going through the race, setting that time, hitting your personal best. Um, you can visualize, uh, you know, if you've got a job that just causes you incredible anxiety because of the phone calls, you can take that time to visualize the phone calls and they come. Rejection or angry person and how you handle it Oh, that was pleasant. I hang up. Next, there's another phone call. Same thing. I handle that well. Oh, good. We're happy. You're happy? Good. We hang it down. Here's another one. Another fail, another rejection. No problem. I'm not affected by it. Hang up. And you go through that over and over and over until you start to feel the confidence. And now you have something that, like, you, you want to quit smoking. Well, you visualize. Visualize that and add that to everything else you got to do. Um, you know, whatever it is, I believe that th there's going to be something that you can improve your performance in that situation, just like the athletes do. Um, so what are, how does this go? What is it? Well, basically, I think it is just meditation with intention. 
we all know how this goes, right? Number one, find a place. Designate a place. Know where that place is. I, actually, even driving, if you're driving a car, you can do this with your eyes open and just replay and replay and replay. So whether that is a, a quiet place or um, a place where y you can like close your eyes, closing your eyes is, is really powerful. Um, so number one, find the place. Number two, really s know the time you're going to do it. Um, it's really good to like designate these times or, or to be able to in any moment say, I'm taking five minutes and I'm going to step away to that place. Number three, get rid of your distractions. Put your phone on silent so that it doesn't interrupt this because you are important. You deserve to have this success. You deserve to have this relief, whatever it is. You deserve that. Your phone can wait for five minutes. You don't want your email binging and then you got to check it. You don't want someone calling you. That it can wait for five minutes, okay? Um, so eliminate those distractions. Um, and then the next thing is number four is I, I always like to start with just breathing. This is the fundamental of all meditation is centering yourself, l breathing out the toxins, bringing, breathing out the stress, in with the air, out with the stress. And, and I've heard a lot, and I like to do the, you breathe in for four, you hold it for seven, you breathe out for eight. And you do that three or four times just to calm the soul and get in your zone. And then number five, start to go over that situation, but this time, go through that situation and see it successful. See it beautiful. See it happy. See it whatever it needs to be, whatever your goal is, see yourself presenting well, or conquering, or improving, or surviving, whatever it is, and you do that enough. And then number six, do that enough, and then after a few minutes, you will feel the shift. I can't explain it, I don't know how or why, but something starts to shift where you go, I see it. I really see it. And, and, and with your eyes closed, you really do, you really do see it. Like I said, if you're driving, you know, you can imagine it, imagine it, imagine it. And this programs something in you and your energy is just going to be your enthusiasm, your conviction, your, your Zen, whatever it needs to be, is going to be at a higher state than it was before. And therein lies the seeds of you know, breaking through and improvement. And, and I'll also say that, I, you know, this is the kind of thing you want to do all the time because you're not going to permanently solve something. It's going to be recurring. And I think that with time, this becomes a habit and those muscles that you have strengthened in that, in that visualization, that meditation of intention, they start to become stronger and it doesn't become something you need to do all the time. And then you'll find something else that you need to and you want to visualize. Um, the, you know, our goals in life are broad. Everybody's in a different, unique, and beautiful place. And, and some people are in dark, horrible, horrible circumstances. And, you know, all, all we can all do is send out to them the best energy and intention. And I want you to, I want you to embrace this to help that 
um, if you're if you your life is blessed and you're living abundant there's still always areas that we want to improve in our in our success our business our wealth our, our abundance in our relationships and in our health and in our spirituality in all of these areas um, use this skill to get you there here it is folks get your place get rid of those distractions Get your time set, do some breathing, do the role play, feel the confidence, and there you go. This is David James, Pot of Awesome, Episode 2. Vote a thumbs up and uh, come join us on Facebook. Look up uh, Pot of Awesome. Thank you very, very much for listening and looking forward to the next episode. This is David James, out.